How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Ian Milheiser, Senior Constitutional Policy Analyst at the Center for American Progress and editor of Think Progress Justice, rejoins us again today. Who would have thought two back-to-back by the Supreme Court? Hey, Ian, welcome back. Happy Friday. Oh, I got to tell you, I've been covering the Roberts Court for a really long time, and I do not know how to feel the way that I feel right now. Really? (laughs) I mean, you you really get one great decision out of them. But this week, I mean, you know, it seems like we've been cleaning up. Do you do you find it do do you find it odd that in a country that practices and has separation of church and state, that people still hold on to the definition of marriage in the Constitution, which is really based on something biblical, which ergo is religious? Well, you know, I think it's certainly true that religion is is a tool that people use as an excuse for discrimination. But I don't think that you know religion is the motivation is the is necessarily the motivator. Hate is just hate, and you know, people in the civil rights era tried to use religion to justify discrimination. People have tried to use religion to justify discrimination against uh, against women. Um, and now they're trying to use it sometimes to, 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 to justify discrimination against um, gay people. But I don't think that's faith doing. I mean, I just think that some people have, uh, you know, have hateful views and they see religion as a convenient excuse to justify them rather than, you know, necessarily the source of those views. And I want to talk about some people think uh, the, the, the ruling is just, you know, pretty uh, cut and dry, pretty black and white. And it isn't necessarily, right? I mean, uh, there was um, an article in the personal finance, finance section of Bloomberg Business by Ben Steverman. Uh, and he said, now you can get married, gay or not. Here's what you gain and what you lose. And I don't think right. that people uh, realize. Uh, so l- l- let's break it down. Um, first and foremost, if you are married – and you live in California, and you move to one of the 14 states, they no longer can uh, deny you, uh, deny the marriage exists. They have to honor that on a on a federal level, correct? I mean, uh, that that's first and foremost, that your marriage is recognized. But, but that's right. I mean, this, this is a constitutional decision, and the Constitution, for the most part, only limits what government can do. So this decision means that the government can't discriminate against um, people, at least in the marriage context, because they're gay. But it doesn't mean that private businesses won't be able to discriminate against people. In many states, there aren't laws. And, of course, at the federal level, there's no law. Okay, so if you live in California and you you live in California, work for a company that gives you um, benefits and you're gay and married, and you move to a state where up until today you were not allowed to have your marriage recognized – your, the state has to recognize your marriage. The private sector does not have to do that. Therefore, they do not have to give you uh, the benefits that they would give their heterosexual married couples as of now, correct? No, that's, that, that's right. I mean, like somewhere in Mississippi tomorrow, what can happen is that there can be a gay couple. One of them proposes to the other one. 
Um, he shows up to work to stop, uh, and tells uh, and tells his coworkers that he's engaged, and then his boss fires him for being gay. And also, so that people understand, um, it, it, because there is a First Amendment, and because religious institutions are different, obviously, than the government, there is a separation. Uh, well, well, first, let's go back to the state. If in those four, if I move to, I am, say I'm gay, and I'm not, but it, say I'm gay, and I, I'm a lesbian, and move back, move to a state, one of those 14, they have to recognize the marriage I already have, but do they also have to give me a license to get married? Do they have to honor my request to get married in that state as well, based on the decision today? They do. So um, full marriage rights exist in all 50 states. And, and if you're gay or you're straight, whatever rights you would have in any particular state, if you were an opposite-sex couple that got married, um, you know, the good news out of this decision is you will have those rights if you're a same-sex couple. Um, so that's the good news. You know, the, the bad news is that um, it, this does not expand the civil rights laws of every state. You know, it doesn't prevent private discrimination. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily prevent the government from engaging in other forms of anti-gay discrimination, although there's hints in the opinion. Well, well that hold that thought, Ian. I want to get to that. Okay. I want to get to the discriminatory um, aspect of it. But one more question with regard to marriage. Religiously, somebody can't go to a church, synagogue, or mosque and force them via this decision today to marry them because of the First Amendment, correct? Yeah, of course not. Yeah, okay. the First Amendment doesn't doesn't allow that. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back and we'll talk about some of the discrimination that still can and probably will, even more so unfortunately, exist in those 14 states based regardless of the ruling uh, the Supreme Court made today regarding gay marriage. Back with Ian Milheiser and you right after this. Let's get back to the topic regarding the Supreme Court decision that it is uh, the 14th Amendment applies to gay men and lesbian women to the LGBT community. And uh, so so that we understand this as well, do, does this apply to the LGBT community? Does this well, apply? I mean, it, or is it just it, to it, gay it, men and lesbian women, if you follow me? Right. I mean, it certainly applies to the LGBT community. That's I mean, what I'm saying. What, what the, what this opinion says is that state laws which discriminated on the basis of sexual orientation on the subject of marriage aren't allowed anymore. Um, there's also language in there that suggests that the court would view laws that discriminate against gay people generally with, with skepticism. Um, you know, I don't know how much this advances the ball for trans rights. Um, you, you know, I mean, it, it certainly shows that you know, the court is coming to understand that there is a community that has been excluded from the Constitution's um, blessings of equality in the past, and it's time to fix that. But whether we'd have Kennedy's vote on an issue that specifically involved uh, trans discrimination, I don't know the answer to that. Let's talk about discrimination. In these 14 states, you can you can even openly, I would imagine, discriminate at this point, at least, even regardless of this ruling. And talk to me about that. Can they openly discriminate? For example, you and I are living in one of the 14 states. I interview with you for a job. Can you tell me I'm not going to hire you because you are a lesbian? Yeah, it, it depends on what state you're in. But in many states, the answer is yes. Um, you, you know, there are many states that don't have state-level civil rights laws protecting gay people. The federal government, of course, does not. And, you know, really the, the solution here is that Congress, you know, normally if you look at our civil rights laws, there's normally a list of classifications that are protected. So it'll say 
nationality, religion, there's a, there's, there's a long list in there. And what needs to happen is we just need to insert sexual orientation and gender identity into those laws so that, you, you know, people can be sure that, 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 that they're covered. Um, and speaking of, even regardless of this ruling by the Supreme Court today, if somebody is discriminated against to have housing, whether it's to buy or sell a house, um, rent a house, uh, get a job, um, be served a pizza, uh, and the list goes on, they cannot sue based on this ruling, correct? That's right. I mean, this ruling, I mean, the one thing that this ruling does do, so this is what's called a fundamental rights ruling. So it said that there's a fundamental right to, to marry, and that right encompasses same-sex couples. The, um, the court did not say that all discrimination against gay people um, will, be, will be viewed with scrutiny, although it did, with, with, with skepticism. Although it did, you know, lay the groundwork for a future decision saying that, you know, it talked about the history of irrational discrimination against gay people. Um, significantly, it, refu- it referred to sexual orientation as something that is immutable. Um, and generally, the courts have been more likely to afford greater rights to groups when they're discriminated against on the basis of a trait that they can't change. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of good news in this opinion, at least where government discrimination against gay people is involved, but it's not a slam dunk. And because it covers all aspects of marriage, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, but people can also share in each other's retirement funds and Social Security benefits um, because if one spouse dies because the marriage has been recognized, that remaining spouse can now inherit the pension payments or the Social Security survivor benefits, correct? Right, yeah. The upside of this, this, this decision is that all marriages are the same. And so if you are a same-sex married couple, if you're part of a same-sex married couple, you have the same rights that you would have if you were married to a person of the opposite sex. So if the law says that you get certain employer benefits, if the law says you get certain retirement benefits, if the law says you get certain survivorship benefits, then it doesn't matter if your spouse is a man or a woman. Those, that's something you're entitled to. And um, let's talk about another benefit of this, which is uh, taxes. I mean, you know, nothing is 100%, but the reality is that uh, if you get married, you tend to have a lower, lower income tax burden uh, because you can file as a couple, and especially if one spouse earns a lot more uh, than the other, like if one person is working and another's a stay-at-home person or just works part-time or is self-employed and doesn't work on a consistent basis and have money on a consistent basis. So they get the income tax benefit with the marriage benefit as well, correct? That's right, yeah. I mean, like I said, any right that would belong to someone who's in an opposite-sex marriage now belongs to someone who's in a, in, in a same-sex marriage. And also, when we talk about benefits, though, you know, this article in Bloomberg Business said one of the cons was government benefits. They say getting married can boost your household income, but it may make you ineligible for certain kinds of help that maybe, you know, those who were not able to get married had before. Financial aid for college is one example. Uh, Programs designed to make it easier to pay back student debt. Those are a couple of examples. Uh, That's a con, correct? Yeah, I mean, like, that, that has always been one of the consequences of getting married, is that, like, if there's a certain benefit that you qualify for on the basis of income, if you marry someone who has a significant income, that might disqualify you from the benefit. Uh, but that's not something that I think is specific to this decision. 
that's just, you know, that's always been one of the consequences of, of, of getting married is that sometimes, you know, depending on who you marry, there, there could be negative financial consequences just because, you know, the, the law tends to view a married couple as a single financial unit. And if one partner has a significant income, then it could treat both of them as if they have a significant income. And uh, another uh, positive, another pro, are the uh, speaking of taxes, estate taxes and gift taxes, uh, which also, um, when you're married, you share money, not only money, but possessions and, and property, and the other can inherit it, can't inherit it technically if you're not married, um, unless that is specified in a will, and some people die young and don't plan for a death or aren't prepared for that with a will. Yeah, no, that's right. And I mean, even that, I mean, that's actually what the narrow issue in the Windsor case was. That was the case from a few years ago that struck down um, DOMA and said that the federal government couldn't discriminate on the basis of marriage. Um, Edie Windsor um, has lived with a woman her, you know, most of her life. Um, there was a significant estate. The woman, the, the woman was now deceased. And she she died with a significant estate that she wanted to pass on to Edie Windsor, and she wanted to pass this on without, you know, having to pay estate taxes. And that was the specific issue in that case. That's what got Edie Windsor into court, was this question of whether she would have to pay, pay estate taxes, where if they had been an opposite-sex married couple, um, there's an exemption to estate taxes when you when you pass money to your spouse. And when we look at this list, uh, property ownership goes into that. And, um, you know, people who are married really take these things for granted. And this is something that, you know, gay men, lesbian women, um, that uh, gay couples have uh, struggled with, um, even if they had been in relationships far longer than heterosexuals have been married. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the... uh... You know, I mean, that, that's what's been so ridiculous about, the, the, you know, the exclusion of people from marriage for so long. You know, I could go to Vegas, you know, get drunk and marry someone I just met at a casino. And before today, in many states, I had more rights than a couple that had been together for 20 or 30 years just because that couple happened to be gay. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's just astonishing to me that we are the 21st nation, only the 21st, A, B, that we are 21st, and that it is 2015 and that we're having such a conversation in such, allegedly, a progressive nation as the U.S. You, Ian? Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have taken this long. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, there's still a few pieces that we have to pick up. You know, there might still be some follow-up lit- litigation to get the uh, – the straggler states like Mississippi and Alabama to fall in line. But, you know, it, it's good that we finally got here. And, um, you know, and it's good that we got here. You know, I'm old enough to remember when uh, Karl Rove was in, was getting anti-gay ballot initiatives introduced in all these states to help George W. Bush get reelected. So in just 11 years, we've gone from that to marriage equality in all 50 states. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we see it happen. Uh, definitely. Let's talk about parenting, because uh, this is a, an, an example. Um, if you are a gay couple and one has children, or I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, say you're a woman and you and I are a couple and I have children born to me, you would have to legally adopt those children. When you're married, you don't have to do that, correct? I mean, in many cases, it was worse. I mean, one of the couples in this case 
um, were two uh, two women. Um, they're both nurses. Um, and I mean, just from the court's description of them, they sound like wonderful people. You know, they they adopted yep. one child who was abandoned by her mother shortly after birth, and another child who had special needs. They they had three children in in, in total. Um, and under Michigan law, only one of them was allowed to adopt each kid. So, like, you know, they sort of like they each picked which kids they were going to be the lawfully recognized parents for. And what that meant is that if one of the kids was in the hospital, only one of the two parents could make decisions on that child's behalf. And if one of them should die, it would leave the the surviving parent without any legal rights to maintain custody over some of the children that, that, that they had raised together. Um, so in many cases, I mean, it wasn't simply a matter of if you were gay, you had to, like, go through the additional trouble of filing more paperwork in order to adopt your children. In many cases, the way that it worked was, was that you could not legally have any relationship with your child. You, you, know, you were a stranger under the law, um, and this decision fixes that. I also want to talk about divorce. Uh, divorce can actually be a plus or a minus with this decision by the Supreme Court um, for gay couples, correct? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, divorce is actually one of the most important rights that married couples have. You know, I mean, like, you, when you intertwine your life with someone, you know, decoupling from them, not just decoupling from them emotionally, but decoupling from them financially is difficult. And it's especially difficult to do at a time when your emotions are running very high at a time when you may not be getting along with each other. And, and you know, what, what divorce is, is it is it gives you the opportunity to have a neutral arbiter step in and help you work through this very difficult decoupling process. I mean, that, that is really a service that the state offers to, you know, married couples who decide to go their separate ways. And, you know, that was not a service that many gay couples had access to for a long time. Um, what about health care? This is another pro, correct? Because you can get a group plan being married, right? Um, right. That, uh, and, and, and also some employers will um, uh, cover domestic partners, but the employer portion of the benefit is taxed as income. So right. you, can, you can now cover somebody else under your health care uh, because you can legally be married and legally be recognized as being married across the board in all 50 states. Right, yeah. I mean, and then there's two aspects. I mean, one was the private side of this, where there was a question of, like, whether your employer is going to give benefits to someone who is not your married spouse. And now, you know, if someone, you know, whether you're gay or straight, you have the opportunity to have a spouse. Um, but, yeah, and like you said, the other thing is that even – if you work for an employer that did extend benefits to um, to unmarried partners, um, typically those were taxed differently than benefits that were extended to to married partners, and and so because someone you know, people couples were essentially paying a tax on the fact that they were gay um, wow. if they um, if that was how they made sure that they, that their partner was insured. And then let's talk last but not least, um, you know, uh, uh, what about um, 
I mean, what does this do in a sense? It helps the – I think this is a good thing, not a con, obviously. I think it can help offset the current more than 50% uh, you know, rate of failed marriages that we have in America You know, when you pull them together. So it you know, gives a it, – it, I don't know. It says to me so much, uh, not just to the gay community, but especially to those children. And even statistically, it helps us look better on paper. Right. Well, you know, and I, I'll tell you one other thing about that, which is the thing that you've heard over and over again from the other side is this notion that if we allow same-sex couples to get married, that somehow that endangers opposite-sex marriage. Now, first of all, I find that offensive as a straight person. You, you, you know, the idea that I'm somehow going to lose my affection or lose... I my agree family. with you. I heard that earlier yeah. today, and I was rolling my eyes when I was driving. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it, it's a ridiculous claim. Um, but, you know, setting that aside, like, it seems to me that straight people have done a pretty good job of screwing up the institution of marriage on our own. Like, you know, it, it wasn't the gay people that got the divorce rate up to 50%. Correct. No, absolutely. Um, how much time do we – oh, we're out of time. Uh, I love having you on. I hope you'll be on again. Uh, I will and there is to. hope. There is hope, though, Ian. I'm married. You're straight. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> Ian Milhiser, you know I love you, buddy. Senior constitutional policy analyst at the Center for American Progress, editor of Think Progress Justice, and author of Injustices, the Supreme Court's nearly unbroken history of comforting the comfortable and afflicting the afflicted. Twice this week, they changed that. Get his book. You can get it at Amazon.com. Follow him on Twitter at iMilhiser, I-M-I-L-L-H-I-S-E-R, and also follow at Think Progress. The book, again, Injustice is the Supreme Court's nearly unbroken history of comforting the comfortable and afflicting the afflicted. The website for Think Progress is thinkprogress.org, and also the Center for American Progress. Check them out where he is the senior, Ian is the senior constitutional policy analyst there, americanprogress.org. We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chick intervention. Because McChicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time.